Warning. The following podcast contents material that could be deemed offensive. You'll hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Well, maybe he just has manners. Yo, baby, you've had your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Hanging with D's episode number twenty six. I am your host, Dees, and today we have no Dylan, just Jake. Hi, everybody. All right. Uh, we got a lot to cover. It's been a week. Um, Dylan is, did not know his schedule. Therefore, he decided to let me know that he was free yesterday late in the afternoon. So I got Jake in here. We'll have Dylan back probably do something on Sunday, probably mid-afternoon. So we'll have to kind of jumble around, but... Still got quite a bit to cover today, and uh, I guess we'll go ahead and just kick it off with MLB news. Of course, the World Series came to a conclusion on Tuesday night, I believe. Correct, yeah. And uh, before we get into that, let's just talk about that. I'm still kind of in utter disbelief as to what happened. How did they pull Blake Snell out of that game? Exactly. I mean, look. The people that defend the move are saying, well, the analytics say that you're not supposed to face a guy three times. And I don't look, you're the baseball guy. I know, you know, just a little bit. But what I do know is that it's do or die. You have to win or or you're going home and your starting pitcher is dealing. I mean, shutting them down. He'd only he had just given up. His second, second hit, hit nine strikeouts. I mean it. I, I just, I mean the look on his face. Oh, he <laughs> he had some choice words for his. I manager. gotta imagine because, and then lo and behold, what happens at the bottom of the inning? Or was well, it, the same it like inning. two? Well, no, no, yeah, it was the same inning. Yeah, they sixth scored, inning, but it wasn't like two runs. One or two batters later, they're losing. I think yeah. it was two pitches later. He threw a wild pitch. They tied the game. And then gave up a base hit, and Mookie scored the tie. Or the well, turned out to be the winning run, right? And then he hit another then home he run. Hit a home run after that, right? Yeah, I, the the analytics on that. But go back to what happened with uh, Kyle and the Cubs in 2016 in Game Seven. Kyle's dealing, and Joe he gave up he gave up a walk and a hit, so he had a guy on first and second, and Joe brings in John Lester. And first pitch is a wild pitch. It bounces up and hits Ross in the head. Yeah. And he's stumbling around like he has a concussion. Luckily, he didn't. His cleat got stuck in the dirt. But they scored two runs, and that was, I mean, we were up 5-2 to two at that point, and they scored two runs. It's 5-4. Yeah, and, and then, then he brings in 
Chapman for Chapman too early. Who well, he had pitched in every single game since game three or four. Right. And they'd at least seen him at least two innings in every one of those games. But see the joy of that whole scenario is is the Cubs still won, so we That is correct. As much as we were probably I know I was wondering what the hell Joe was doing at that point, all was forgiven because they won they the won. game yeah, and there the was series. no second guessing. This yeah, I mean this it like I said, it's do or die. I just uh, it's unfathomable that you take a pitcher out when he's doing that well. And of course, I mean it could go the other way. What if he left him in and, you know, the same or worse happened? But you can't really think that way because all you have to to base your opinion on is what you'd seen so far and he was unhittable for the most part. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, maybe he wasn't going to go 9, but in a game you're leading to bring in somebody in the bullpen, you've already got a runner on base. It's just, it's not a good, not a good decision in my opinion. Just absolutely. What I know, I think uh, with your analytics there, if your pitcher pitches six innings or more, six or seven innings, instead of taking him out at five and a third, your win probability goes up. Because your bullpen then at that point, if your starter goes six, let's say you have three really dominant bullpen pitchers. Hmm. They can pitch the seventh, only have to face three batters. They can pitch the eighth, only have to face three batters, and then your closer comes in, in the ninth. In theory, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. everything in a perfect world. But right. if you're going to go analytics, I think letting your pitcher go as long – he wasn't in any trouble. No. They I, hadn't I mean, squared him up. His pitch count was low. 73. Yeah. Very, I mean, that's unbelievably low. And, I mean, you expect that on in a game when he's, at this point, only given up two hits. And, well, he had nine strikeouts. So, I mean, that's at least and Mookie Betts, 27 Mookie pitches Betts, right there. Mookie Betts, he had him just bewildered. Yeah. No, I, I mean, mean, they couldn't touch him. And, yeah, I mean, I, after this, I think I went to bed when it was tied but I was just sitting there, and I saw that, and it's just like you—you you just lost the World Series. Yeah, I couldn't because I figured once they tied it, it was over. I just—I didn't have any faith. I honestly think that that probably did more than just deflate uh, Snell. I think the rest of the team probably was like, "What the hell are you doing?" Well, the Dodgers are in the dugout like, hey, hell yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we can't hit this guy. Let's. Yeah. I give, mean, give, anybody. Anybody else at that point. You know, the guy was just on fire and you take him out and it just breathes new life into him. And, and lo and behold, like I said, two pitches later, it's tied. And then shortly thereafter, they got the lead and, and Tampa never recovered. And it's just it's sad. Um, and then post game. I mean, before post game, let's just get to. I believe it was what the seventh inning, or or was it, it was either the seventh or the eighth? Um, oh, redhead. Oh, Justin Turner. Justin Turner. It was the who eighth was inning. a Cub killer yep. a few years back. Absolute Cub killer. But I guess he had tested either earlier in the day or maybe so it was the day it before. Was, so his test the day before came back inconclusive. Inconclusive, yeah. And so they tested again, and because it was inconclusive the day before, the lab ran his test first and came back positive. And I think MLB knew in, like, the second inning that he had tested positive. But they called 
they the called, dugout. They called the front office. Okay. And and the front office called down and said, you got to take him out. And I, I don't know. The seven, it was either the seventh or the eighth he inning. He came that out they in the eighth. Out. Yeah, okay. you, could, you could see it in the dugout, he, him not being very happy. But, but the fact that after that, you're supposed to – I mean, if you get tested and you, you're positive – and they pull you from a game. They tell you to go to the locker room. Well, yeah, that's what all the all the shitstorm is about. Because yeah, they pull him out of the game, but then the game's over and he's out on the field yeah. celebrating with his mask off, off for, and on. I mean, it was pictures, off and on but for the most part. Yeah, but still, I mean, hugging he's people, hugging people, high fiving people. Let's I hope mean, those masks it, really work. Yeah, sitting there in the, the with the team picture right next to Dave Roberts, who is a cancer survivor. Yep, and neither one of them had their mask on at, at that point. Now, we could, I mean, it could come back that it's a false positive, but they do show pictures of him kissing his girlfriend or wife right after. I mean, I've never won a World Series. I can't imagine the emotion you're going through. I've even, like I said, I've seen some people say that they didn't have a problem with it, and then other people say they have a huge problem with it. Either way, I think something is, is going to happen to Justin Turner, or, I mean... I don't know if it's a, or the at Dodgers this point an in individual yeah. or, I mean, it, why wouldn't the Dodgers have said, hey, you've got to get the hell out of here. So I could see them getting at least some kind of fine or. Well, it came came down that but at the they same allowed time, him to come back out. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But at the same time, if I'm Justin Turner and I've, you know, blood, sweat and tears for Busted several my years. my ass for six yeah, well, and this season. Been and... close and not get there and you would have had to shoot me to stop me from celebrating that sure. win with my team. So I don't know. I would, I, I I would might have put that, up a bigger fight coming yeah. out of that game, too. <laughs> it, well, yeah, me exactly. And I guess the positive side of it is they don't have to worry about shutting the sport down because it's, no, it's over. So, and I mean, they were in a bubble. I think that he might have been the first one to test positive. So there may be a bigger investigation into that. How did he get it? Being that they they've been in Arlington because as the one seed in the National League, that's where they played. They've been in they've Arlington been there the for whole three time, weeks. Right? Yeah. yeah, in a hotel by themselves. Allegedly, the only as far as we know right now, the only Correct. positive test to come out of it. And we might not know. I mean, because they don't. I mean, the season's over. They don't care anymore. Yeah, and I think that they're going to try their damnedest to sweep it under the rug and and just let it die i mean like i said season's over if you you know send the dodgers a letter and say hey you owe us this whatever you know at this point what are you going to do you know well they didn't do i mean i don't think no that justin turner it's in high highly doubtful that he's even back with the dodgers next year is what everything that i'm seeing Mm. he's a free agent and could be they might not have the money well well no i take that back they're the dodgers so They'll yeah, come they'll up come up with it, with it. Just, like, just like the Yankees. Uh, here's my question is, what are the Yankees going to do now? Because obviously they saw that uh, they bought a World Series. So well, yeah, that's the true, Yankees but... already have a high payroll, but now who the hell are they going to go out there and get? Right. Well, we talked about this last time, too. You can buy a World Series, but you can also get to a World Series and play well with what you have in your farm system. Oh, you yeah. have on your team. I mean, uh, I mean look we at the Cubs. Look, well, that I mean, they, they added a at, few pieces, but most of that was built. Right. You homegrown hitters mm-hmm. pay for pitching. Yeah. And and for the most part, the last eight years of the Cubs have been 
the best Cubs baseball in total that I've seen. And I mean, I'm only 30. You've watched the Cubs a lot longer than I have, but mm-hmm. in terms of making the playoffs six, six or seven years out of the last seven or eight. Yeah, this is the best stretch that they've had in a long time. Maybe I mean, since the '60s. Yeah, they had. They would have flashes. You know, they had '84, '89, and then they were like they would be like the '89. They made it, but the the years, a couple years before and a couple years after, like they were right there. Mm-hmm. Um, the 2000s, again, you knew it was building up, but then disaster struck, that, we, that, uh, yeah. well, that o- which we will not discuss. 07 and 08, I think the Cubs went in the playoffs both years as the number one seed. Yeah. And just get, well, they got swept by the Dodgers. Dodgers was one, yeah. And the Diamondbacks. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree. This is the best collective era of, of Cubs baseball. Supposedly they're out of money. Decades. I don't believe that for a second, but uh, yeah, I don't know. There could it could go back could to be out of money. The Ricketts. He Tom, when he bought the team, promised that he would do everything he could in his power to bring championship baseball to Chicago. Which he did. I mean, there were the first five years that he was there, we sucked. But I mean, he brought in Theo. Theo built from the ground up. Yeah, they it, told it us it was a slow burn. They but... would be bad. Yep. Money at that point was no object. They put in video boards to bring revenue. They got their own TV network now mm-hmm. to bring in revenue. There's absolutely no way that the Cubs don't have money to go after free agents or to sign somebody, and not these basement deals. At the deadline, getting you know a, a utility little, player, little stop gaps to yeah. It, I, I agree. I think if they if you really want to be you know a we dynasty and, style contender, you're gonna spend money. I mean, yeah. he won. We won, and I think he's like, mm, it was 108 years last time, and we still had one of the best fan bases in in baseball. So. Let's take a break. I save a little and see, money. And that's kind of, in my opinion, <clears throat> that's the double-edged sword. Because even when the Cubs suck. You're selling out. You're Yeah. People are still going to go to Wrigley. And if you're the owner and you're sitting up there like, okay, well, I can have a payroll of $30 million and have a revenue stream of $500 million, Or... And be sub 500, maybe 500 at some point. Or I can have a $150 million payroll and still not, that's not a guarantee that you're going to win, but I mean, you're going to make playoffs, but your revenue stream's still the same. Yeah, Tampa Bay. As far as what you're bringing in, but you're putting out a lot more because you got. So I, I get that aspect of it. And so again. You almost blame the fans for continuing to pump money to into the it. team to support it, but it, it goes to show that the Cub fan base is great, but at the same time, it, it's also a hindrance because mm-hmm. they're going to make money regardless. Well, and you think about it, before the Cubs won the World Series, tickets to a game were very reasonable. Yeah. Reasonable. They almost doubled in price. After they won the World Series, yeah, I let's see. I went in the la- I went 
bleacher seats in 15 when they were good, but mm -hmm. not quite there yet. And I got bleacher seats. It was, I think, against the Braves for, it was like 35 bucks. And then the next year, same thing. Right. And then they won the series that year. <laughs> so when I went back the next year, it was like 85 bucks yeah. for bleacher. Yeah. Against, um, who was that one? Probably Brewers. Not, yeah. And then it was the Brewers a... before. And that was obviously before they became who they are now. Right. Um, so it was it was one of the cheaper games for sure. And to let's see, 2011, 12. So the Cubs aren't good, but this is a Cub Cardinal game, right? It's a Monday night in April. My buddy and I paid twenty three dollars a piece for bleacher seats. We sat on the right field wall for oh, wow. twenty three dollars a piece. Yeah, them days are over, man. <laughs> <laughs> Those days are gone. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well. Final news for baseball. A um, couple big names that I'm looking at this list might be going elsewhere. Kluber for the Rangers. They didn't pick up his option. They're not picking up his option. Uh, the Rays are declining options on Morton and Zarino. And the Brewers declined to re-up. Jerko. Jerko, yep. Sogard, and what is that? Gamble. 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 I mean... Any of those talents there? You no. Jed Jerko is Ben Zobrist on his best. He day. always seemed to have good games against us, though. Uh, Seems like every time yeah. I watch Cubs Brewers, he was yeah. killing us. Well, when the Cubs, if it wasn't what's his nuts, the uh, oh uh, Yelich, yeah, or Braun, Braun, Braun always... killed us for a long time, but he hasn't hurt us as bad the last couple. Well, of years. He stopped doing He's... steroids. Well, that too. Uh, they aren't re-signing Braun either. I would. I, I saw that yesterday that he's going he to be a free retire. Agent. But Jerko, uh, the Cardinals signed Jerko uh, the same year that the Cubs signed Zobrist uh, because they wanted Zobrist, missed out on him, and they thought that so, he so was a good option. So they got the poor man's version? Yeah. Nice. Uh, the White Sox, too, they signed Tony La Russa. Well, that was going to be my next topic. Uh, yeah. 76-year-old Tony La Russa coming out of retirement to manage the team. Not Was that his first managing job? Yes. He was fired by uh, Jerry, is it Colangelo? The guy that owns the Bulls. Reinsdorf. Reinsdorf. I'm sorry. Yes. So Jerry Reinsdorf owns both the Bulls and the White Sox. Right. Hired Tony La Russa. Who was Jerry Colangelo? Phoenix. Uh, okay. Phoenix, yeah. Yeah, Phoenix Suns. Um, uh, but yeah, Ryan, and then when Ryan he was Storm. fired in 86 by the White Sox, and then he went to Oakland. Oakland. Won two World Series, or one or two World Series. Two, I believe. Had Mark it? McGuire. Yeah. Jose Canseco, Canseco. And Ricky Henderson. And then he goes to St. Louis. A lot of steroids. Louis. And <laughs> Uh, uh, that's an understatement. Yeah, <laughs> especially that era. And when it, well, when he went to St. Louis, oh, he still team. had a pretty fair amount of steroids. Just well, he when had they Mark got Mark McGuire. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I mean, he's how, a good manager. Yeah, I he's don't a great think baseball mind. He's not going to mesh with that team very well. He doesn't. He likes old school baseball. That team, led by Tim Anderson, is one of the flashier teams in the league. There's no way. Then seeing that I I saw who was it um one of the big baseball guys on ESPN was basically saying exactly what you said but Jeff Passel 
it, or Passan, Passan, Passan. Yeah, it might have been him. It was either maybe it was, but actually, I think it was Buster, Buster only. Buster only said that basically what exactly what you said, but he seems to believe that both sides will kind of meet in the middle, and he predicted that before this is over, White Sox will win a World Series with Tony La Russa. They were good enough to do it this year. They just need some pitching. Their offense was like no, they were tough. killing like the ball. It was one of those. I was just I again Jose Abreu's. I don't but... follow anything in the AL until it's like playoff time. Then I will kind of casually check it out. Right. Um, I so I was surprised the White Sox had as good a record as they did. Well, um, they were just mashing the. I mean, their their pitching was decent. They had um, not Kluber. Who's the other guy? Keuchel. Keuchel, yeah. They had Dallas Keuchel uh, and Giolito. The one that I wanted us to get yeah. instead of, uh, who's the? Oh, uh, Kimbrell. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them signed late in 2019. Yes. Yeah. And I, I wanted Keuchel and we ended up with Kimbrell and that turned out to be a fucking disaster. That was a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> and how, how old was Madden? When in 16, 67, is that it? Zach, for some reason I was thinking he's older. I mean, 76 is pretty, <laughs> that's up there. For... He might be the oldest manager in baseball right now. Oh, I think he's gotta be right. Because it was, um, yeah, I can't think of who Ron Gardenhire. Maybe I can't. Joe, Joe was born in 54. 54. So he's 66 right now. Okay. So in 2016, okay. For some reason, he was I was thinking 62. he was older than that. But. 61, 62. Yeah, I, I guess the only concern I would have is, like you said, you have a massive generation gap there as far as, you know, somebody who came up in the game, in the game when it was, you know, the old ways, you know, baseball, not, you know, strategy, not go up, hit it as hard as you can and, I mean, right. To his credit, though, he came up in a different era, and then when the analytic era came in, he was still able to produce and 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 win a lot of games with St. Louis. Right, but he, I mean, he had Albert Pujols. Who's true in and, this and generation and... might be the best in this generation. I'm saying 2000 to 2020. He might be the best player. He he was the best player in baseball at that point. Yeah, he's not anymore. He plays with the best player in baseball. Yeah, Mike Trout. Yeah, the oldest manager in baseball before Tony Larusa signed was Joe Madden at sixty-five. Okay, in yeah, two, that was in two thousand nineteen. So that didn't change this year unless Dusty Baker's older than he is. Mm, I'd say Dusty's he's in the range, but I don't think he's older than Joe. Seventy-one. Is he? Wow. Yeah. I didn't think he was that old, but so it was Dusty Baker. But that's still a five five year, year difference. Yeah. A, a lot can change in five years. Not to mention, I just, Joe, 66, 65, had a hard time relating to his younger players. And he admittedly said that. He said that was one of his biggest flaws. But even and he Joe, was reading though, books on that. I can't imagine a, a, an 11 year difference on that. Where where are you going to be, Tony? At sixty or seventy six? But, but Joe was still kind of young at heart. In, oh, in for some sure. Of his ways. I mean, a very player manager. 
Yeah. And La Russa, not so much. So no. it, it'll be interesting to see how some of those young hot shots in Chicago handle and the, that. The solution if they're to that. smart, I mean, all you got to do is look at the guy's record. He's a winner. Oh, yeah. He's won everywhere he's gone. I mean, except for the White Sox in, in the yeah. early 80s. But the so if you just listen that, to him and he's not, you know, he doesn't go half senile before the season starts. Right. I can't see it being a bad move as long as the team gets on board with, with his style. The cure-all to that is if they win. Win, yeah. Early and often. Yep. They start losing, though. A lot of that then stuff's going to yeah, come to the I surface. Yeah, shit's going to hit the fan. I, I totally agree. So that will be a uh, a very interesting storyline to follow next season if and when that happens. And the Cubs get to play him again. Yeah. I mean, we play the White Sox six times, and that's those are always good games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and hopefully now they'll even be better. Now that it'll be weird having two teams in Chicago now that that are decent, yeah, because I don't that's almost never happened except maybe well, a long time ago when the White Sox won in the World Series in 05, the Cubs were garbage, yeah, and the White Sox were also garbage in 2016. So I don't think it's ever happened no, it's, in my life. It's lifetime. been a, it's been a long time <laughs> since. I mean, they have been competitive when they've played each other in interleague, but. For both of them to now be playing each other in interleague play, and both of them I, division at this point, I would have to think they're at least going to be in the race. Correct. You know, yeah. let, barring some kind of major injury bug. Or now, my my question being complete collapse is MLB going to adopt the eight team playoffs again, or are they just going to scrap that and say it was a you know a twenty twenty thing? I think it's just going to be a COVID thing. I think they opened go back it. down to six. Yeah. I think they opened it up because they had a short season. And so they were going to give, you know, a team that chance to get hot. You know what I mean? So I, I think that if I'm COVID sorry, five, five. They, they, they go back to five, right? Yeah. Two wild cards in the three divisions. Yeah. I, I think that if COVID allows, I think next year they'll go back to the status quo. If they do, I would like to see them keep the three-game wild card series instead of a winner-take-all one game. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I like that. You know, if, if it's a like a tie-breaking situation, then, you know, I like that. You know, sudden death, one game, do or die. Right. But I agree. If it's a wild card, if it's a playoff series, I would like to see a series. Yes. You know, that, best of three. And you can still do it with no travel. The higher seed plays all just, three yeah, games at home. Yeah. I mean, teams do it all the time. Play on the road. You don't have to go 1 1 1, whatever. I mean, just do what you got to do. Right. So that will be, like I said, interesting storyline to follow. Who knows if, if COVID's going to allow because, you know, we're we're seeing spikes right now and which kind of has me worried with, with my beloved football season going on. But, right. You know, and speaking of that, we will shift gears now, talk about a little NCAA football. Uh, the big news of the day, obviously, has been Trevor Lawrence tested positive, so we already know that he is out this weekend for Boston College. Now, the way the rules are written, they have to be 10 days quarantined before they're eligible to play. The last time I looked... It was unclear 
when that 10-day window started. They say that it, it's supposed to start when you show symptoms. Now, Trevor Lawrence could be like, oh, I was sick Sunday morning. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then they, they announced it yesterday, and it wasn't him that announced it. It was Dabo mm-hmm. who said that he gave them permission to say that he had it with mild symptoms. What is mild symptoms? Uh, yeah. Does he have a fever and a cough? I mean, does he just have a fever? Obviously, it's not asymptomatic, but... Right. And it's kind of weird because if you've watched him, he is one of the very few players that always has a mask, mask on. on. Him and him and his, uh, well, the other Heisman favorite, Travis yeah. Etienne. And he even goes as far to wear the, the Andy Reid face shield. Right. And it's just, it's wild. Now, how is that going to affect them? Obviously, they're a contender for the national championship, if not the favorite. I think their backup quarterback could start anywhere in the country. Probably. (laughs) And and I don't think it's going to affect them too much against Boston College. I mean, Boston College is four and two, um, but uh, look, they're not. They're not Clemson. No. I mean, they're. What? Who did they play the the other day? We talked about teams. Georgia. Tech, Georgia right? Tech, they played, when they, they put 73, up 73. And I said they were scoring at will with their fourth string people. Yeah. So. And in comparison, uh, Boston College only put like 40 on Georgia Tech. So right. I don't think it's going to be a problem against Georgia Tech. However, the a week from Saturday, they, they played play Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. So. They're saying he could be back for that game. Now, I guess that gives us a timeline on his 10 days, but he wouldn't be able to practice right. until that game. So they're questioning whether or not he should play not having practiced. I mean... And you don't know how this is going to affect him. Like, 10 days yeah, of quarantine, I think he it all depends. still have it. Uh, yeah, it's all going to depend on, on how hard it hits him. I mean, if it... If he gets it as bad as some people have gotten it to where it just absolutely wipes you out. And I know people that had it months ago and still get kind of short of breath yep. in certain situations. Well, they, now, they say these that, guys are, you know, ath- I mean, finely yes. tuned athletic machines. So you, you kind of hope that, that it's not going to affect them like that. But you never know. If it stays mild, then, yeah, go for it. Obviously – They'll find a way to get him prepped as far as game plan, and and he's been in the system, so it's not. Well, like... He can probably still do. I mean, obviously, he can still do virtual meetings. Right. I'm assuming everything they did this summer, it just goes back into that. Yeah. He could probably again, still do sit ups or like whatever. I said, in his he's room. been in the system a couple of years now. He knows what he's doing back there. He's the best quarterback in college football. So I think if anybody out there could not practice at all and then step into a game, you know, against somebody like Notre Dame, I feel pretty confident that he could do it if healthy. Now, like I said, if he, if this hits him hard over the course of the next week and he's just wiped out and never really has that chance to, to get his sea legs back, so to speak, then that could be a hindrance to him when they go in and play Notre Dame. And I, I really think too, Health, obviously, the number one factor, but um, I don't know who their backup is. It's a DJ, and then starts with a U. 
and he was the number three touted prospect out of high school that they signed as Clemson's their backup. backup. Yeah. So if he plays well this week, maybe you say, Trevor, hey, take take, an take extra. another week. Or, you know, we want to make sure that you are 100% healthy. We want to give you a week of practice because there's no telling. He doesn't practice for 10 days, comes in and plays Notre Dame. How's his conditioning? You know, it, if he gets hit, how's he going to react? So okay. I'm not even going to try that name. Right. You're that's right. Why I, DJ, <laughs> you, you, a I, you, <laughs> almost looks like, yeah. See, this is you where we need Dylan. Uh, I'm sure Dylan probably knows how to say it. And, well, and they, and they pronounce it about 15 times a day on sports center. And I, I guess wasn't paying attention, but I, I'm just going to call him DJ. You. Yeah. I'm uh, he's uh, the backup quarterback for Clemson. And he's a freshman. But... Yeah, number three overall QB recruit in the country for 2020. He's so got. They're, they're probably in pretty pretty solid hands going into that game against Boston yeah. College. And, and even against Notre Dame. I mean, so obviously he's going to get all, all, if not most, of the reps going against Notre Dame. He, they, Clemson still has a shitload of talent. So they might be okay, but it's still. I'd feel a lot more comfortable if I had my Heisman front runner out there against a top five team in the country, as opposed to trotting out a, a true freshman. Right. And then, like I said, he's got a lot of uh, senior leadership or junior leadership. I don't know what Travis Etienne is. I think he's a senior, but he's probably the best running back in the country. And so lean heavily on him. He's a good out of the backfield. He can be checked down to, they got really good receivers. Put the ball there, they'll catch it. Right. They're, they're not going to ask this kid to go out and win the game for him. Yeah. Uh, the other big news of note in the NCAA, Wisconsin is now up to 16 active COVID players. And their game, I mean, obviously their game's already been canceled. Yeah, this one's going to be canceled. and They've shut at, down the, the program for a while. I mean... Yeah, at this point, I'd say their next game after is in serious jeopardy. And then, you know, that could very well take them out of the the possibility for playing the Big Ten Championship and or the playoffs. And, well, and I would I would say that their, their one game canceled is they're done. I mean, in terms of postseason, they may be able to make a bowl. They came out and listed – what 37 30, yeah 37 bowl games. bowl games this year so they yeah. could make a bowl but um, there's going to be some really bad teams playing bowl games this year there's always bad teams well yeah bowls. but i think this year more than more than any they probably cut it down a bit too this year with 37 i, I they have bowl games starting there's three like bowl games i think December i read 12th. that are not being played yeah and there's let's see from from when the first bowl game is played, there is a bowl game every day except for two Sundays, which that's because they're not trying to cut mm-hmm. in on NFL. Yeah, the NFL's action. But there's a there's a football college football game every single day from the first one until the last one, January 11th, except for two Sundays. Yeah, where I'd, they have NFL football. This is just a cash grab. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's. I mean, I mean, it was it was either last year or two years ago they didn't have enough bowl eligible teams so they were going in 
in finding teams like with I five remember and seven were like records. Five, yeah, five and seven teams making bowls. Because you have to win at least six games to get a bowl or to be bowl eligible. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean, well, that year it did mean that you, <laughs> you yeah. were getting a bowl, but. I think we're we're probably going to see something like that too. I mean, look at the the Big Ten is only playing what seven? Is it seven or eight? They're playing eight, eight. They're eight playing games. eight. But the Pac, twelve is only playing seven. Yeah, but they there's they haven't they're starting this week or last week? I think they started last week. So they yeah, were a week seven. behind yep. the Big Ten. So yeah, I could see a a, th- a three and four Pac ten team or Pac twelve team in a poll this year, depending on how it all plays out. Well, yeah, like USC or Oregon. Those yeah, they go after the name. Still money, yeah. yeah. They're going to draw fan base. They're going to draw a crowd and they're going to draw viewership on the network. So, yep. all right, moving on time for our NFL. Uh, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about last week, but there are some things I did want to discuss. First and foremost, my Pittsburgh Steelers pulled it out. Uh, it was a little hairy there in the second half, but 27, uh, 24 over the Titans. They are now the lone unbeaten team. And, Honestly, that game was not as close as the score indicates. They caught the the Titans caught a couple of good breaks there, uh, batted passes and and questionable play calls, and and made it look like it was a lot closer. They they held um, Henry to three three point eight a carry, and honestly, you take away I think it was two runs where he got into the secondary. You take those two away, and they just absolutely locked him down. And then take away the the big A.J. Brown 70-plus yard touchdown, and they really dominated. It Like I said, the game was way closer. It came down to Gostowski. Missing. Missing. And I, I'm surprised they didn't call the cops here because I was uh, <laughs> pretty loud. But it was a great game. I mean, and we'll get into to next week's game. But, uh, yeah, it, Everybody, prior to a couple weeks ago, all the naysayers that I could see talking about Pittsburgh was saying, oh, oh yeah, well, they're at that point 4-0, but they hadn't played anybody, hadn't played anybody. Well, guess what? Now we have. We played. Well, you played the Browns. Well, this was before the oh, Browns. Oh, before the Browns. Yeah. And, and now we, and at the time, the Browns had only lost one game, and now the Titans undefeated, and we went in and handled business and – they're legit. I mean, well, they... Derek, Derek Henry too. And it, going back to that, I I said last week that they want to control the ball. You guys had 24 points in the first half. They only had seven. They had to throw the ball in the second half. Yeah. And honestly, we should have had more points than that, but for some reason they basically forced up a pass at the end. There was, I don't know, 12 seconds, something like that. And I really think that they could have, pushed it down the field and, and had a chance to score rather than just heave it up and it ended up in a pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, they just, they, that first half they came out and absolutely dominated Tennessee. It was, wasn't even close. No, I honestly thought it was going to turn into just absolute blowout, but we made enough mistakes there in the third quarter and let them claw back into it and props to Tennessee they, they took they advantage. Yeah, they didn't die. They took advantage of it, and, and they fought themselves back into the game, put themselves in a position to at least tie, if not win the game, and didn't happen. So, yeah. 
Uh, they're a decent team, though. They'll, they'll, yeah, oh, yeah. They'll be there no, they're the they're going to be there. They're absolutely going to be there. I, I, I can't, you know. Somebody asked Tana me Tannehill is playing really good football. It's kind of amazing. You Right. He was rotting down there in Miami with very little talent around him. You give him, you know, some decent weapons. And what's going to kill Tennessee is their defense. Their defense is not great. They, they can't get off the field on third down, no. and it showed again last Sunday. Yeah. Well, somebody asked me. Uh, I think after week three, when the Bears were three and zero, and they said that the Bears were the weakest three and zero team there was, and I said I don't think so. They're like, who do you think is weaker? I said I think Tennessee's weaker. Well, they shot me in the head on that because I, Tennessee would whoop the Bears every day of the week right now. <laughs> yeah, I. I... I can't argue with that. <laughs> Which, oh yeah, we'll get to that Monday night game. Um, other couple games I wanted to talk about. Uh, look, I picked the Bengals, and everybody, you guys, kind of laughed at me, and they should have won that damn they're, game. They're decent. The, Does Odell getting hurt make the Browns better? It kind of looks that way. Did Baker go zero for five with a pick? And two yards before Odell got hurt, and then afterwards went twenty for twenty-one. Yeah, two hundred and some odd yards and three touchdowns. And maybe it's one of those things where he's not trying to force the the situation because early on, when even though the Browns were winning, Baker was struggling, and they were talking, "Oh, well, there's no chemistry there." And then you could see him kind of trying to force the hand a little bit. Mm -hmm. And granted, against Pittsburgh, he looked like shit. And in that first half against the Bengals, he looked like shit. And then Odell goes down, and he turns into Joe fucking Montana and and leads him to to a win. (laughs) What's the Heisman Trophy commercial? He can only perform under pressure. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's the Bengals still. I agree. but I mean, they put up 34. I mean, and the Browns defense is nothing to laugh at. They're not great. Yeah. They're not bad. Right, but the Bengals offense – other than, I mean, they have a couple of, of guys, but... Joe Burrow looks like the real thing. I, he does. I, I'm not going to lie. He, he's, I thought out of college that he was going to be a bust. I did, too. I, I honestly did, but that kid, he like he's putting up points. He just doesn't have defense that can stop anybody. Yep. Um, Moving on, Lions-Falcons. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, how... How do you score the game losing touchdown? Literally, that's what happened. Uh, the the only explanation to that is that they're the Falcons. I mean, that's the only explanation to that, right? Yeah, who's got the voodoo doll? <clears throat> also, for I mean, I'm not just the Falcons for all Atlanta sports at this point. Yeah, no shit. But. It, Todd Gurley scoring, I, mean, I, that I understand he didn't need to score. He could have gone down. Actually, he scored a touchdown while falling. But that Atlanta I, I, I know defense, where you're going with this. And that I, Atlanta defense I, has I, to I was stop just them. about to say the same thing. You know, we can sit here and make jokes and laugh about, you know, losing touchdown. And you're you're right. You know, if, they, if he just falls down six inches sooner – the game is over. They run the clock out and it's over. But the bottom line, as you just said, stop them. 
that's all you got to do. Stop him. Yep. Get off Todd Gurley's dick and stop him on the field. I mean, you're taught from the first time you put a football in your hands. Yep. Score. Yeah. If, uh, no, yeah. If, if you're if an you offensive could, player, yeah. your goal your entire life has been to get in the, get end, the end zone. zone. On the flip side of that, on defense, if you're a defensive player, your goal stop is him. stop him. Yeah. You cannot fault Todd Gurley for scoring. Now, he didn't have to break that tackle, but again, his job, he's paid to run the ball yeah. and score touchdowns. Absolutely. The defense is paid to stop them from scoring touchdowns. And it's not it isn't even like that Detroit was able to to march down the field, you know, make 35 been- yards and kick a field goal. They went basically the length of the field and scored a touchdown on your defense and without timeouts. Yeah. No timeouts yeah. zero because the game, like I said, the game was over. They were going to take knees and, and kick it with one second left yep. and, and the game was over. Gurley fell in the end zone and you allowed Detroit. I don't know how long that final drive was, but like they, they obviously kicked it deep. So I, they still went 70 yards or whatever it was. Yeah. And, and I mean, and Matthew Stafford's with, a good quarterback. He is, and they don't have a bad offense in Detroit. Actually, if you if you look at both the quarterbacks in that game, if I had a two minute drive, a two minute drill, I might pick both of those quarterbacks. I, I would, yeah, I have no problem Matt, with Matt either Stafford one of those is, guys. I would take either one of those guys over a lot of other quarterbacks yeah. in the league. Stafford has he's led a lot of those kinds of comebacks, and and so is Matt Ryan touchdown. for that matter. Well, yeah, Matt Matt Ryan's nickname is Matty, Matty Ice, Ice because for a he reason. Was, yeah, that's and, and so again for all the the shit that Gurley is getting, the bottom line is if Atlanta Atlanta's defense makes one stop, just one they more made, play, they made that stop last night. Yeah, <laughs> and and we'll get to that here in a minute, but just that one more play and it was over. Um. So moving on real quickly, we all picked the Panthers to beat the Saints because the Saints didn't have Michael Thomas and Drew Brees said uh, fuck off. Emmanuel Sanders and Breeze put it in our ass and they beat the Panthers. Um Bills, Jets, the Jets were up 10-0 in that game, and then the Jets became the Jets and remembered that they were the Jets. The second week in a row, by the way, that the game has been won by six field goals. Oh, no kidding. Oh, the Denver. Denver, Denver, Denver yeah. beat the Pats that way. I'm I'm assuming that's six field goals. I think it was. Or, yeah, in fact. I'm, no. No, didn't they miss it? one? Of, I'm not seeing a touchdown listed on the top performers, but it could be wrong. You might be. And of course, that's no, that would have been six field goals. A mile or. Come on. Yeah, but I, I don't remember. I don't think Josh Allen had a rushing touchdown. Well, it wasn't listed there. Yeah, I think it was all field goals. I remember like just watching the the ticker through the day, and I'm pretty sure it was nothing but field goals. Now I can't even get back to my goddamn. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> Jesus I Christ. That stuff happens, folks. There we go. All right, moving on. Dallas. Oh, which I called that when you guys picked Dallas and I said Washington and Washington smacked him around. Literally. Oh, by the way, Dylan's not here. You can go ahead and say. Oh, yeah. That's the fucking Redskins, <laughs> Dylan. Suck on that. How about it? <laughs> um, yeah. Dallas just 
showed no signs of life, and neither did Andy Dalton after he took that hit. Oh, Jesus. I, I, the only the first thing I could think of was the meme that want to see a dead body. Yeah, I mean, that was I can't believe he didn't get suspended. Yeah, I really John Bostic should because no. that was I I saw a lot of tweets about last night's dirty hit. That was nowhere in my eyes, Not close. nowhere near as bad as what John Bostic did to Andy Dalton. I think it, Bostic it, the way that looked, Bostic was he knew what he was doing. Yeah. That was, like I said, as egregious of a of a late hit as I've ever seen. The one last night, in full speed, I could almost see, okay, you probably shouldn't have dove down. Yeah. But it's still the whistle hadn't blown. The one, Bostic, that was, like, he literally well, was. He, he was, was sliding. Yeah. He had started his slide. Yeah. And I understand the rules. Yeah, change. Bridgewater was, like stumbling down yeah. and trying to get more yards. Right. So I, I almost give you a pass on that, but you still shouldn't have like dove down at no, him. Correct. Um, but yeah, Bostic's hit. That was, that was dirty. Absolutely it, dirty. And with the rule change, some of those running quarterbacks take advantage of that stuff. Oh yeah. You know, they'll act like they're going out of bounds and then the defense has to let up because if you hit a quarterback at all ever, it's a penalty. Not, not well, not if you're fucking Ben Roethlisberger. That running quarterback, he, I don't consider him a running quarterback. But I know Lamar Jackson does it. I've seen Deshaun Watson do it, and I've seen Patrick Mahomes do it. They act like they're going out of bounds, just sidestep the guy and run right past yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Because they can't hit him. And then Patrick, I've seen him do this. Do that move, pull that move, stop, sidestep and go like he's going out of bounds. And then the next time he does it, he went out of bounds and gets and the tattooed, guy gets, yeah, yep. and he gets the flag. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. But <clears throat> Dal- Dallas they're is done. done. They're, they're done. They're... They may be in the running for the number one pick. But like we talked about last night, that means the Jets got to win at least two games. Yeah. And I don't see that. Do they play but, each other? Uh, no. Not oh, dang <laughs> it. I, and I know that because <laughs> that division plays the Steelers division. Oh, okay. Because that's one of our upcoming games. That's our next game after this one is the Cowboys. I can't wait. We're going to kick shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen A. came came out today and said that uh, he, he put a warning out for Carson Wentz not to lose this game to the Cowboys. <laughs> and this is, I'm telling you, the way the Eagles the kind of have game played play. this year, I'm not... Uh, I'm going to have to think about that one before I pick it. But, but Dallas is going to be starting their third-string quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And I said last it's, week it's in this game. It's really hard for the Eagles would, to lose that, that game. That the Cowboys would run Zeke hard. He had five fantasy points. Yeah. Which is Well, I mean, when ridiculous. you have absolutely no passing game, they're just teeing off on the run, and it was it was ugly. Very ugly. Um Aaron Rodgers, bounce back, look, looking great. Yep. They they win. Um, Bucks beat the Raiders. I think he's happy to have Devontae Adams back. Right. Uh, Chiefs spanked the Broncos, forty nine. I can't believe that score. Cam Newton has just completely fallen apart since well the COVID thing. That's right. I mean, but I I mean I picked the forty nine ers because I thought Jimmy Garoppolo would have a good game. I think looking I at the his Patriots. line, he. I mean, he was 20 for 25 for 270. Yeah, he was solid. No he did touchdowns, have two, though. two picks. But Jeff Wilson, 
Who? Yeah, exactly. Jeff Wilson scores three touchdowns on 112 yards. But doesn't it doesn't hurt when uh, Cam throws three picks? Yeah, you know Cam <laughs> is definitely the reason that they've lost these last two games. He has been absolutely horrible. Uh, Chargers. Justin Herbert continues to look really good. Um, I realize their record isn't great, but I think they have their quarterback. They've it's, played a lot of close games. I mean, they could. Yeah, beat, they have. And, they could have beat the Chiefs. You know, they they put thirty nine points up against a bad team, which that's what you're supposed to do. Well, they were losing most of that game. Yeah, yeah, they were. Or wait, well, no. In the second half, it was back and forth. Yeah, I guess. yeah, yeah. Looking at the 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 quarters, there it was sixteen to fourteen at halftime. But um, if I mean during during the Sunday, that game wasn't on TV Sunday, obviously, but. During Sunday, you could see it scroll across the ticker, and it looked like, you know, twenty-one to sixteen, and then it yeah, was it, it twenty-five got to twenty-one, and, and then and yeah, yeah they, they scored a lot of points. So there I in mean, the second half. Minshew also didn't pro- play bad. No, so, but now now he's out. They're they're saying he's got what they say, five broken bones in his thumb or something like that. I, really? I read today. Yeah, he, so he's probably going to be out this week. Who are they starting? Their water boy? I, yeah, I don't remember the guy's name. It's somebody I've never fucking oh, heard of. God. Dallas is down to their third string quarterback. The Jaguars are starting the yeah. popcorn. It, it, literally, I can't. It's We'll get to it when we do uh, the preview here in a minute. But, yeah, it's somebody I've never in my life heard of. Uh, then Sunday night, look, that was a great move. Moving that Bucks game, Bucks Raiders game out because oh, for that sure. Sunday night game was fantastic, and my my uh, what's the word I'm looking for? My bandwagon pick, the Arizona Cardinals, pull it out! What a game! And as Russell Wilson's fantasy owner, I was happy because he played well enough to score me some points. Yep, and basically led me to a victory over me. You, yes. <laughs> <coughs> And uh, and on the other side of the ball, Kyler Murray played great. It was just it was, it was a fun. very very exciting fun to watch. game to watch. And the biggest thing that we got out of that game was the chase down to end all chase downs. <laughs> yes, I was watching that live and just in disbelief because Buddha 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 Baker Buddha Baker is fast. Yeah, he's 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 very. Did you fat. see the size discrepancy? Yes, it looked Holy it looked shit. when looked I like saw me that, chasing down my five year old. Exactly, <laughs> I, it looked like a father chasing his son through the park, and when he caught that ball, he was every bit of ten yards in front of DK Metcalf. Oh, for sure, and, and yes, yeah. This, you know, if it was like a linebacker that made that pick. Like like James Harris. Oh, he had been or, caught you know, on the fifty. Well, but you can say that. But Larry Fitzgerald couldn't. Well, he I guess he did catch him. But, but he was as coming. He, he was coming zone, through a lot more traffic. Yeah, exactly. But again, it would be less impressive if it was a, a linebacker getting chased down by a wide receiver. But this is one of the fastest safeties in the NFL. Yep. In a dead sprint. I mean, he caught the ball. It was that classic out pass pick six. And, yeah, he, he read mean, the he, pass and he, he broke on the ball. At full speed when he caught the ball and takes off, DK Metcalf has to cut around somebody, and then it was like somebody stuck a rocket up his ass <laughs> because he was gone yeah. and caught him, what was it, the five-yard line, I think it was, five- or six-yard line? Yeah, it, it was. I think it was inside the five. But yeah, I bet I watched ridiculous. a replay of that 
20 times just like it was it was like a cheetah chasing mm-hmm. down a gazelle i mean he just well buddha boom. buddha came out after the game and said that he wants to see a race between, between him and tyreek hill yep. yeah i do too at this point now are we putting pads on him because i've watched tyreek hill run without pads and it's ridiculous. blur it's a blur so i don't know but yeah, I think, you know, DK's if you're fast. trying to say I'm the fastest man in the NFL, it should be with pads on. I agree. Because you should be uh, dressed uh, like your game day, son. You know, uh, that's why I've never understood the combine, the underwear Olympics. Yeah, they don't put <laughs> what in the world. Am I running a 40 yard dash naked? Pretty much. Yeah. On the field. I'm never going spanks. to do that. Or, you know, my broad jump. Yeah, cool. I got nothing on. Now, can I jump that high with pads on? Add, you know, 40. Oh, the ver- vertical, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm or, sorry. Or even the broad. They do the broad jump, too. That's true. But, yeah, add, add 15, 20 pounds. Can you get that high? Yeah, but I got news for you. That shit don't weigh no 15 or 20 pounds anymore. Back yeah, in the day. that's true. But <laughs> that's even, true. <laughs> I mean, even when I was in high school, they were, I could tell the different, like, from my freshman year, which you get all the hand-me-down shit. Yep. That stuff was was brutal to wear but then when you get into varsity that's where you know what little money the high school program has they put everything the, in there yeah so the well if your varsity team gets new equipment not everybody very gets it. you know it's still kind of cumbersome so i i definitely agree to your point that if you really want to put some metrics on these guys put them in pads see what they yeah. can do in pads yeah i mean that's i mean and that's what they they draft people based on their combine numbers and yeah. then they wonder Oh my God, that guy's a bust. Yeah, it, you didn't you see he anything. He can't play football. What? But he could run fast and jump high. Well, big <laughs> fucking deal. Cool. This isn't track. Yeah. And finally, last game of the week is the one you don't want to talk about. The Rams beat the Bears. So the hey, look at the bright side. You, I mean, you. The, the superstition is now broken because true. I picked the Rams and the Rams won. And they should have. Yes. Look at that yeah. Game. The 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 Rams played. Pretty well. Aaron Donald was a monster, as well as the rest of the Rams' defense, for that matter. Why? Why? Who's their best? Who's the Rams' best defender? Aaron Donald. Okay. When you're going to run the ball, where, where are you going to run the ball? Not at Aaron Donald. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> what little run game? I don't even know if I can call it a run game that the Bears have. You you can't run the ball against me. What what makes you think you're gonna run down Aaron Donald's throat? Right, and you, you on the other side of Aaron Donald is Leonard Floyd, who's no slouch, not not a slouch. However, the Bears had him because they drafted him. Right, for, they had him for four years. They know what type of player he is. They know how to beat him. They know his weaknesses. Make your plays at him. Yeah, and the fact that. Matt Nagy still calling the plays is, is mind boggling, <laughs> mind boggling. I never thought I'd see the day because everybody hates him, and I was a huge naysayer about Mitch Trubisky and the Bears pick picking him second overall, trading up. But people are saying they want him to come back in the game. Why? Yeah, I don't think it, that would have had any. Positive effect on him. I, no, I, 
Nick I don't Foles think can it at was, least throw it to wide receivers. It yeah, might get picked on I didn't a tip see, or something. I didn't He's see not missing anything him by five in that yards. game that led me to believe that the problem was Nick Foles. I mean, and, the, the play calling was bad. And let's be honest, you're going up against a pretty good a, a team, defense, a yeah. really good defense. They have good. one of, if not the best defensive player in the game, and without a doubt, the best defensive lineman in the game. Yes, and and Jalen Ramsey, who yeah, who's one of the slouch. best yeah. corners, corners, corner, yeah, in the league. Now, if Matt Nagy, he keeps saying. We look at calling who's calling the plays first every week, and we don't think that's the problem. Yeah. What do you mean you don't think that's the problem? It's been the same since I can remember that you're just you're you do not fit your quarterback. You do not find a system to run plays for your quarterback. You try to put that quarterback in your system, and. That's awful. You should be able to adapt. Yeah. You need to call plays for what best suits your players, not make your players run your offense because about two and a half years of this, and it's awful. Well, I mean, I can't really say it right now because of their performance the last couple weeks, but look at the Patriots. Yep. They've got the same offensive coaches that they've had for the last few years. And they changed their quarterback from a guy with cement in his shoes, i.e. Tom Brady, <laughs> who is a great passer. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but he lets the air guts, out of the ball but, and makes it lighter. Yeah, but he's not, you know, he ain't running the ball at all. No. But then they get a guy like Cam Newton, and what do they do? They, they go. They turn into a RPO-type team. And they changed. And they changed. You, you adjust to the talent you have, not make the talent adjust to your system. I mean, yeah. if, I, if you don't have the personnel that fits your system – one of the two have to change. Yep. You either go out and get a guy that can run your system or you alter your system to to your guy. And, yeah, that's what the Bears got to do. Now, A lot of teams got to do that. But. In hindsight to this, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, the 49ers just got steamrolled by the Dolphins. Yeah. Right? The last two weeks, they've steamrolled. Yes. Right? Last week, the Rams, <clears throat> excuse me, got steamrolled by the 49ers, mm -hmm. and they came out and looked like world beaters. Yeah, this week, right? There's hope. There's hope. No, there, there is. And I mean, we play the Saints, so who are, are missing some? But guys it, it's with... the same old story. It's been my entire life. The Bears only score on defense. They've never in my entire life being a Bear fan. They've never had a decent offense. They have a great defense, and they win games based on that fact. And I don't think Matt Nagy has enough man in himself to swallow his pride and win games ugly. Yeah, yeah. it's funny that you mention that because, yeah, I literally, I mean, I got a decade on you, and I, can net, I can't ever remember, in my lifetime anyway, the Bears – Having a team where you're afraid of their offense. No, and and when they won the Super Bowl they've in eighty five, they've had decent offenses. Their offense was decent in eighty five, yeah. but they didn't win the Super Bowl because of their no, offense. Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, they 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 lost the one game to an offensive juggernaut, Miami. Yeah, Dan Marino. 
Um, but yeah, in my in my existence, I can't ever sit here and remember a time that the Bears' offense struck fear in the heart because it didn't. And I mean, their they, offensive had, line is atrocious. Like I said, they've had some solid players over the years, but it's it's always been. Arguably, they had. I mean, one of the best all-time running backs. But I mean, that was in '85, right? But yeah. since then, I can't tell you that a Bears' offensive player has made a Pro Bowl, maybe. Mitch made a Pro Bowl two years ago, Matt Nagy's first year. But I think that was because the Super Bowl quarterback couldn't make it. Yeah. He wasn't voted in. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think. I can't, I, I can't think of too many. They might have had a receiver here or there. Thomas Jones, maybe. Yeah, he was he. Yeah, that. Yeah, the the one uh, year running he, back. So the Bears have always been built on hard nose, stuff it down your throat football, and their coach doesn't get that. Yeah, that's how the front office built this team. Look where they spent their money, all on defense, when they should have probably maybe I don't know spent some money on the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that uh, you you got to have a great defense, but yeah, offensive line. <laughs> Grossly underrated. I mean, just look across the board at, at the best teams and look at their offensive lines. And most most cases, you're going to find a really good offensive line. Right. The Cowboys had one of the best offensive lines in football, right? Yeah. Four people got hurt this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And one retired. Decimated, yeah. And look at them. Yep. Uh, on the other side of the coin, Pittsburgh Steelers, for the most part, has kept their offensive line together. Yep. For most of Ben's career. I mean, he's he's changed a few guys out here and there, and they've been fortunate to get quality replacements like a, a Marquise Pouncey and, and Alejandro Villanueva. But when they get a guy, they keep a guy. Yes. You know, and, and that continuity means everything. That's a huge part of oh, being my, an offensive line. Yeah. You have to gel. Yep. And Those I five guys – they feed off of each other, and if you just keep plugging new guys in, it's never going to work. I don't care. You could go out and get five Pro Bowlers from five different teams, and you might suck because they don't come together. They don't get together. You, you can't look at the offensive line as this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. It is a whole. Yes. It is only as good the sum of its parts. If they don't work well together and feed off of each other, you're not going to do well. Right. I had an offensive line coach in high school, and he would always say, hit somebody with an open hand, now close it and hit it with a fist. Which one hurts worse? The fist. Because right. they're together. Because you're working as a unit, yeah. not five individual people. So Yeah. No, that is a great analogy. So, All right. Well, let's go ahead and talk about... Week number eight. Oh, you know what I forgot to mention? No. Pittsburgh's won the Super Bowl. Oh, that's right. You said that last week. Because they won that game. So, so just cancel just the rest, cancel of, the the rest of the AFC. Pittsburgh will be waiting on whatever piece of shit comes out of the NFC, and, and we'll go from there. Be a fun Super Bowl with him and Tom Brady. I. Well, it's <laughs> if I had to put a gun to my head and pick one right now, it'd be hard to, to not pick Un that one. Unless uh, Antonio Brown's still nuts. Let's hope. Let's hope. In the way 2020 is, hey. Yeah, anything's possible. 
All right, week eight. Last night we had the Falcons and the Panthers, and I don't know shit anymore because we thought the Panthers for, were for real, and they've had two, in my opinion, easy games to, to show. Granted, they're still without Christian McCaffrey, but they that hadn't hurt them in the games before that. No. But now they've dropped two in a row to teams that they probably should have beat, including last night they lost to the Falcons, who – might be the best two and six team I've ever Talent seen. Talent-wise, <laughs> yes. they absolutely <laughs> are. Offensively, defensively, eh, not so there, much. Yeah, there's some and question marks. If, you know, like Carolina, would they give 13 carries to Mike Davis? 13 carries. They're a running team. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, you know. And it was raining. Yep. And they did lose Bridgewater. Did he come back? Uh, yeah, he did. did. He? Okay. So I think he missed maybe a series. Series, okay. Now they, Christian McCaffrey is supposed to be on pace to come back next week. Well, he could have returned this week. That, yeah, they they said it was highly uh, unlikely. Uh, optimistically, but, yeah, but they think that he should be good to go for next week. So because he he's done we'll with start I, to see right, he's done with the IR, and they have three weeks to actually activate him. Right. So. We'll we'll see if the the real Carolina team is is for real or not here in the next couple of weeks. I think. Um, so moving on to Sunday, we got the Patriots Bills, and I say the Bills will win that game. Yeah, I mean, from away. what I've seen uh, the last couple of weeks from the Patriots, I I don't give them a snowball's chance in hell. But at the same time, I also have a hard time believing that Bill Belichick is going to drop four games in a row. I know that that is where, and the Bills I'm have not been the, the Bills have not been world burners these last few weeks. No, they struggled mightily against the Jets. Yep, I mean, but it was a divisional game in New York. Yeah, well, obviously New York because the, the Bills. But I mean, if there's a team on their schedule that they're supposed to just throttle, rail, yeah, that's the one, and they didn't do it. Yeah, I, I, but I mean, I watched the Bronco game against the Chiefs last yeah, week. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not picking sure. the Bills. I'm not sure how they beat the Patriots. Yeah, and there's no way if that Pats team because they showed up last week too. If that's the same Pats team that shows up, the Bills win that game handily. Yeah, I, I'm gonna take the Bills uh, for Dylan. I'll just say the line here minus it's, four. It's minus four. I, I'd be comfortable with that with with laying four. Oh yeah, especially the way Just that they're the, playing. The way New England has played the last couple of weeks, uh, and I would be bet the under on that forty-one. Yeah. Oh, I definitely take the under. There. <laughs> uh, then we got Titans Bengals. That is in Cincinnati. Um, I think the Titans are going to bounce back. I, I think it's going to be a tight game. I think. Uh, yeah. Joe Burrow has showed me enough that offensively the Bengals are going to be able to score some points, and especially against the Titans because the Titans defense isn't all that great. But I, I think, I think that that Derek Henry, they got punched in the mouth last week, yeah. and I think they're going to come back. And I think Derrick Henry like gonna said, have a big game. is going to have yeah a field day. Um, I, I don't know about a six and a half point spread. But. I think yeah, I think Tennessee is probably going to come in playing some angry football, and uh, and take that one there. Yep. Uh, Raiders Browns. <laughs> Will the real Baker Mayfield please stand up? That's a tough one. I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Browns solely based on the fact that I don't know 
whether or not the Raiders offensive linemen are still recovering from COVID. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously they're they're healthy in terms of what the league says because they played last week in the game. But they were awful. And agreed. they're bigger guys, right? So it's not it, it might affect them a lot more than a wide receiver or a running back or a quarterback. Yeah, and, and the Raiders defense is not very good. And, and they're on the road, so. Yeah, and, and after that game um, last week, or second half, I should say, last week, I think Baker's going to come out with some confidence. Correct. So, yeah, I, I got the Browns in Well, that. and I think uh, Miles Garrett has set a record for most sacks in consecutive games. I think he has this one sack in six consecutive games. Oh, wow, yeah. So, I mean, if the Raiders' offensive line isn't up to snuff there, they're going to have a problem. Oh, for sure, yeah. So yeah, I got the uh, we both got the Browns on that. Um, Colts Lions. Oh, don't even. I am so fucking angry at this game right now. Are they taking the spot of the Steelers? I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. The how? biggest fucking uh, game in the country. Uh, I know. How. Is Pittsburgh and Baltimore? I know why. And the game that our shitty network affiliate here is showing is the Colts Lions. That's because Indianapolis is closer than Pittsburgh. Oh well, yeah. I mean, that's the only reason. No, it is. We we and so is Detroit for that matter. Well, and, and we do get a lot of Colts games on in the area. And but come on, and the Bears. Do you want ratings or not? That's just. Uh. Oh, I'd much rather watch the Steelers. Obviously, I love watching the Steeler Raven games. Oh, it's the best rivalry in sports. It, it's head knocking, and that's yeah. the kind of football I like. Yeah, it's not going to be a. I'm going to be a blowout. I mean, say what you want about Bears Packers, and yeah, they've been doing it for a long time, but in the last, let's just say 20 years. That's because both teams are good. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You know, in the last 20 years, the best rivalry in the NFL, without question, is Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Yep. If you go and look at the stats, they both average like 23 points a game against each other. I thought it was was 20.2. Oh, you're on like 20.1 and, like and 19.4. 19. Yeah, it's ridiculously yeah. – every single stat is and they each have 20, right there. 22 wins. Yes, in the last – yeah, you're absolutely right. So, yeah, best – by far best rivalry in the NFL for the last 20 years. Um, so, yeah, back to this shitty game, fucking Colts-Lions game that's yeah. going to uh, – I'm glad I got an Android box. Here I'm bitching, but I'm still going to watch the Steeler game because I got an Android box. But <laughs> I don't have one of stupid. those, so I'm going to have to watch the other uh, network. Um, I'm assuming the CBS. I'm going to say that the uh, the Lions are actually going to ride a little positive momentum and, and beat the Colts. Hmm, I'm going to pick the Colts, and I think that I'm going to give you the same reason. They're going to be riding high from last week. Coming back and I don't remember who they played last week. They but didn't. They, they were on a bye. Mm-hmm. Was it two weeks ago that they came back? Mm-hmm. It was that it, it was against the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Coming off a bye, then I'm gonna still take the Colts. I just I don't trust the Lions. I, they're not a good. Yeah, I'm sure I'm gonna eat that pick, but I'm mad because it's the fucking Colts and they're taking <laughs> taking the network spot. So go Lions. Uh, moving on, Vikings Packers. There's the other game on noon, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to watch that one. Uh, I got 
No faith in the Vikings. I, yeah, none. Not, no Not faith. anymore. So, yeah, Packers and probably And then this big. is the game the Vikings are going to come out and play yeah. like they did Yeah, Vikings will put 50 on the board. But no, I, I'm picking the Packers regardless. Yeah, and it's at Lambeau. Next game. <laughs> Jets, Chiefs. How? Why are they playing this game? Fucking funny would it be if the Jets win this game? They're... I can't say they don't have a chance because I mean, it's the I, NFL. What, where on the scale would this fall if the Jets win this game? Are, are we talking? Hmm. I Appalachian State, Michigan. Michigan, maybe. Or, Sorry, uh, Dylan. He's going to be so mad when he oh, listens to that. What was – was there – there were a couple upsets in – was it basketball this year in the NBA that were yeah, heavy I mean, favorites or whatever? And then yeah, but got... basketball is kind of now. If you're talking like a really small college taking out Duke, that's oh, huge. Or the the Golden Retrievers taking out a Virginia, yeah, a sixteen beating a one, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, like that. That's where we're at here. It's I look. <sighs> This is like Le'Veon Bell only had I think six touches last week. I'm starting both their running backs, by the way. I would. I, I think. I, I think this is the week. First off, I have no choice. Just because but... I, I honestly believe I think Le'Veon's probably going to get twenty, twenty five touches, and oh, I, I, that didn't even cross my mind that yeah. that's who. Yeah, yeah. And the Jets are without. By the way, the Jets are without two of their starting wide receivers. Yeah, they're Crowder they're and uh, Perlman get... or whatever. If they don't lose, or if the Chiefs don't win this game by at least 30. Did you see the line? <laughs> 20 and a half. That's got to be the biggest <laughs> NFL line I think I've ever seen. Oh, my God. I'm not, I can't ever think of a line. And they have big. the over under set at 49 and a half. If and the, it's if the, 20. If the, if the, if the, yeah, the line is 20. Basically 21. It's 20 and a half. I can't. I think Dylan I made a stat last week. That's though, the biggest that, line I've ever seen. Uh, that's the biggest line I've ever seen. Dylan said last week that the Jets have never covered this year. I believe you're right. Well, but did they this past week? I don't remember. That what was the eight. Line was. I don't think the was the line eight or ten. I don't remember what the line was, but that I mean he said it before they played last week, so. Right, but I'm saying if they covered last week, then we can't really. That's I guess that's true. Can't really go off of that, but. And I don't know if there's any way to find out what that I, was. Look, if I didn't I'm, realize if, it if the Chiefs high. don't cover, that's a to me that is that's an upset. I I see no reason for the Jets to be within 20 points of the of the Chiefs. I can't fathom. Man, it. the only factor I have there might be weather. <sighs> yeah, but it, maybe. Uh, but I'm I saying mean, it's Kansas City. It's not like they're not used to well, some weather, right? But I'm saying the only thing I can see them if it's if it's raining, yeah, if it's cats just and dogs. horrible. But currently, it's supposed to be 51. fifty degrees and sunny. So yeah, yeah I I honestly think Patrick just, might have five touchdown passes in the first half quarter. <laughs> yeah, I I think not only the Chiefs win, I think they win big, and I think they cover, and I think Bell has a big game. Um, moving on, we got the Rams and the Dolphins. Tua's Tua time. debut 
against Aaron Donald. Hey, you're the starter. Go get him, kid. Oh, by the way, you have to face the man who has dominated quarterbacks for the last five years. Tua's going to be a good quarterback. I, I Not watched. this week. No. <laughs> no. That's what I'm saying. Tua's going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. Don't dis- <laughs> Please don't judge him off of this game. Yeah, and look, I I don't think they're going to get smoked or anything like that, Um, but I do think the Rams are going to win. No, I I don't think a smoke job, and that's uh, going – Dylan likes to reference this all the time too. It is an L.A. team coming to Florida. Yeah, all the way across the It's a noon game. It's a noon game. So that's, what, 9 o'clock their time. Mm -hmm. Might offer a little bit of Yeah, I I think it's going to be probably a closer game. Um, but I think the Rams. But I think Tua is going to struggle. Yeah, I think they're just a little bit better. And I don't think the Dolphins have any running game to speak of. Not, no, they really don't. So, um, all right, I'm going to skip that one. We're going to talk about it last because it's my show. <laughs> uh, so moving on. I bet nobody can guess what game that is. Yeah, I know it's a big <laughs> mystery. Chargers Broncos. <coughs> Look, I really like what I'm seeing out of this Justin Herbert kid, and I, I don't. Yes. S- uh, you know, I don't see a whole lot out of Drew Locke yet. Granted, they beat the Patriots, but they also got spanked against the Chiefs. I think, th- you know, it is a divisional game, so it's one of those uh, you he know threw, could go either way. Six in but, that I, game, but but I'm still going to take Chargers. Yes, I'm going to take the Chargers as well. It's going to be a nice day in Denver. But I do like San Diego esque. I I do Although, like Drew Locke. I, I think he's going to be decent. Yeah, not great. He's not going to be a top. Although there Tier could be, but he's going to be in the middle. There could be a motivating factor for one Melvin Gordon here too, though. As long as he doesn't get another DUI. Well, there's that. But you know, playing his old team. Eh. And I think I think Justin, I'm still I'm still going to go with Chargers. Yeah, I think Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen have made a very good connection. Yeah, no, I agree. Because I mean, he didn't have a touchdown last week, but. Uh, he had 125 yards receiving, I think, on eight or nine catches. So, yeah. So, yeah, both taking the Chargers there. Uh, then we got Saints and the Bears, and we know that the Saints are still without, without Michael, Michael Thomas. Thomas. Uh, I think Emmanuel Sanders is going to be back. Should be. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. Me neither. Um, and yeah, I. From what I saw last week, the Saints did. Pretty well without, without Michael him. Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. And they still the Bears Amaro. did not play well. And, yeah, uh, so I, what it boils down to is I'm picking the Saints. I'm still on that fuck the Bears train. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Bears. Shocking. Yeah. I don't agree with the line that they have this set at it. New Orleans minus five. I think the Bears' defense is better than that. Yeah, and they're this- home. The Bears yeah, offense that, that is, is kind of yeah, that's a big line. <clears throat> but considering um, where the game is being played, yeah, and Drew Brees, he's isn't he's older. He's older. It's gonna be chilly, not necessarily cold. Quality. Might be windy. Um, but yeah, I'm still taking the Saints. But the only I, I won't the only walk downside... in here next week and be absolutely shocked if the Bears do win that. Right. Just because of like I said, it's the only downside. The Saints have a really good running game, and the last two or three weeks, the Bears haven't had a good run defense. Yeah. But 
I think I think I think Monday night opened a lot of eyes. And I think they're gonna they're either gonna this is one or two ways they're either gonna come out pissed off and embarrassed or they're just gonna come out and play the same way. And I'm hoping it's the latter. Or I'm sorry, the previous where they come out pissed off. But who knows? Matt Nagy is still a play caller, so Right. All right, moving on. 49ers Seahawks. Look. This game became a lot tougher to pick. Yeah. Like you said, the 49ers got just shellacked a few weeks ago, and Jimmy Garoppolo looked like he couldn't play high school football, let alone college. And the last couple weeks, the 49ers have just they've looked like Super Bowl team again. Well, both both teams are hurting at running back because the Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, is out. And Carson for the Seahawks is still hurt. Last I saw, he was day to day. And they they brought in somebody else today. I can't. I don't remember who it was. So I'd heard of the guy, but I mean, he's probably not playing for anybody. And if he was, he was on the practice squad. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Seattle because it. I mean, they're at home, and I, this is a get back game. Um, after getting knocked off last week, I think maybe they. Might have came back down to earth and maybe refocused. Uh, so, yeah, I, I got Seattle here. I am also going to pick Seattle. They're playing at home. Yep. Uh, moving on to Sunday night. How did the NFL let this stay a Sunday night football game? It's still going to bring views. The product on the field is not going to be fun. Yeah, there's, yeah, but they'll still get ratings. But it's I mean, still that, a, those are two product. huge Cowboys Eagles is what we're talking about, and yeah, that's look. That is not going to be a pretty game to watch at all. Shouldn't be. I, I I can't see how it would be. I mean, on paper, the Eagles should beat the shit out of them on paper, but it's one of those NFC East games. Oh, the eye test says that too. Well, yeah. But I could easily see in this be a 14 to 13 game or, you know, something like that. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a whole lot higher than that because I can't see any way that the Cowboys score much more than 20 points at best. Third string quarterback. Yeah, I just I can't see it. The Eagles defense is not great, but. Yeah, third string quarterback, I believe he's a rookie. and It's his first start. Yeah. And their They're going to rely heavy on Zeke again. Yeah, the defense is horrible, and it's getting worse because they did get rid of Poe, and they're trying to get rid of another guy. So, yeah, Eagles should should win this game. Sanders by 10. is out. For Even without again. Sanders, I think they. Should oh win no, this. I'm just saying the line is ten yeah. and a half. That's too high. I uh, yeah, but I mean, like I said, on paper, I, I won't at all be surprised if they cover. Um, then a Monday night game, so another primetime barn burner. Shit fest. Yeah, Buccaneers and the Giants. So, yeah, it's there's no reason why this game that line's will be too close. Low. Yeah, it's, what, 12 and, and a half. half? Yeah, I see Tampa. <laughs> this is, should be another 20-point game. Brady is uh, on fire. And it's his last week without A.B. Yep, A.B. Yep. AB comes back next week. And I think Gronk had another touchdown last yes, week. Yes, he did. They're they're starting to maybe it's one of those things where Gronk just wasn't quite in shape there yet. yet or maybe he wasn't in the offense and could have been, you know. 
I mean, Tom might have not been in the He's offense either. He's down there either. in Tampa. Of course, it's not like he can go party a whole lot down there with the whole COVID shit. But. Well, yeah, but, I mean, Tom might have not been in the offense yet either. True. Very very true. It's not like they had the typical offseason program. Um, so, yeah, it looks like they're starting to gel. And um, I think after I think after week nine, we'll come in here and, and basically do a redo of our preseason picks. Okay. Yeah. Um, See see where we're at with those and and go from there. I'll probably have to go back and listen to the show just to <laughs> double check see what we did. But yeah, no reason well, you, for the I know Bucks for a fact not. that you picked the Bears to finish last in the NFC North. Did I? Yeah. Last. Pick, yep, you picked the Lions to be ahead. You're of right. Them. Yeah. Well, it ain't over yet. I might stick with that pick. <laughs> so yeah, and that leads us to the game of the century of the week. And that is Steelers, Ravens, the, I'm sorry, the undefeated Steelers taking on the 5-1 and one Ravens. Uh, look, this game, if they were both 0-6, this still game is still game, a good game to watch because they do not like each other. They a, respect the shit out of yeah. each other. But it's always old school, in your face, smash mouth football, and it's just all the better now because Ben's back and Pittsburgh's undefeated and Baltimore's right there at five and one Baltimore swept us last year for the first time in a long time. With even though duck Hodges with, yeah, even though, yeah, we had duck, but even with duck, we almost beat them that first game. Yeah. And sacked Lamar Jackson three times or five times, picked him three times. They said this is the first, uh, first game that, Lamar and Ben have played against each other. Yes. Obviously, because yeah. Ben was out all year. But the- yeah, and again, we already know that the Ravens' passing game is horrible. If you it's come out among the the worst in the league yeah, right now, if, if you come out and score points like you did last week and put up twenty four in the first, they're half, done. No, yeah, yeah they're done. Said so the Ravens, they are not. Tennessee is them? built more to come from behind than than Baltimore is, and yes. and Mark Ingram is out. Well, who did that? Or oh, doubtful. the Chiefs. He's doubtful. The Chiefs did that to him. Yeah. They they went out and scored. Yeah, and more, it was over. It was done. Yep. Lamar Jackson had more rushing yards than he had passing yards. Yeah, and, and that's the key to this game. Ben's got to come out, and, and instead of dink and dunk, we're going to have to hit some bigger plays. Uh, we're going to have to get the run game going. But, yeah, I think we have more weapons on both sides of the ball. Uh, I... I'm pretty sure that we're going to split with them this season, but I just don't think it's going to happen this week. I think we're on too big of a roll right now. And I, this is definitely the, the biggest challenge as far as a defense that Lamar and that team has faced. Their passing game is not, not strong and our strength is stopping the run. Right. So uh, yeah, I, I, well, who's there? Is, so you said, Lamar, or not Lamar, but uh, Mark Ingram is out? Doubtful. Okay, so is, who's their backup? Uh, they got. Is it J.K. Dobbins, or is it Edwards, I think, G- Gus Edwards? I think they just kind of flip-flop them. Okay. I don't think they have a solid, you know, uh, what they, bell cow when, when Ingram's out. I'm still surprised they haven't started running the option with Lamar and J.K. Dobbins. Well, I mean, this might be the week that you see some unorthodox stuff. You know, it's Steelers week, and 
their only chance, in my opinion, to to beat us is going to be on the ground, and it's going to be through Lamar Jackson with some misdirection and a little bit of shenanigans, I think. But um, I think it's going to also come down to uh, TJ and, and, and Bud being able to contain. Contain. Outside. Don't let him get outside the pocket. Make a pocket. Yes. Keep, keep him in it. Keep, keep him in it. Let the linebackers make plays. Don't let him get outside. Look, he's going to break some. There, yes. He's, I don't think you can as stop As much as that. I hate it when it happens, you're not going to completely shut down a, an athletic quarterback of, of his stature, just like Mike Vick. You just you could contain him for a certain amount of time. You do your best to limit those yeah. big plays as much as possible, but he's going to break a 20-yarder. He's going to get outside. He's going to make some first downs with his feet. You just have to make sure he's not doing it every drive. And I think Pittsburgh's and defense is is strong enough and fast enough to stop that. Yes. And well, their secondary covers people really well, too, yeah. which... I think Minka needs to have a bounce-back game. He did not play very well against Tennessee. Um, mm. He, had the, he basically he gave up. Yeah. He, he wasn't on him, but he broke wrong and just got smoked. And then later in the game, we had a third and gold, or were the the same stand where Mick, or oh, Robert Spillane yeah. just stuffed Derrick Henry. Yeah. On the next play, we got a stop, a loss on on the pass play, and and Minka got absolutely burned to the point where he had no choice but to hold the guy, and they called it. Gave it a first ne- down. Next play, Derrick Henry goes over the top for the touchdown. Um, but yeah. Key is, like I said, you can't let Lamar beat you over and over again with his legs. And if they come out, get up on him, it, it's over. I just, I don't see the Ravens able to come back. Now, I don't mean they got to get up on him by a touchdown. If they can put ten or fourteen points, between I was going to say ten. Yeah, ten or fourteen points between them, especially in the third by the third quarter, then our chances just. Grow exponentially. I think at that point, Lamar, excuse me, that Lamar starts pressing. Yeah, and this is a big game. I mean, this is playoff caliber football, and he's that's going to be in his head. Like these, if I want to get there, I got to go through these guys. Yeah, and if a few plays start to go against him, it'll be interesting to see how he reacts. But I'm I'm riding my horse. I'm not a big Pittsburgh. I'm not a big fan of that line. Either, I would. I mean, I think the Steelers yeah. are a better team. Ball- Baltimore, that's disrespect. I hope Mike Tomlin has eight hundred of those pictures just posterized and put up all over the locker room that they are four and a half point dogs. This and was they're the, the game. only undefeated fucking team in the NFL. Yeah, this this was the game. Uh, aside from, I mean, I I bet on the Bear game, but this was the game this week that I looked at that I could make bets on. And basically, the only reason I want to make a bet on this game is based on that line. Yeah, and you're given you're I'm on you're given the Steelers four and a half points. I'm going to take that every day. Oh, absolutely. Well, all you got to do is look at the history of this series. It was take three away, point games. Yeah, except for the last game of of last season when we had pretty much. I mean, technically we were still in the playoff hunt, but not really. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you just if you just look at Go back and look at the last decade of the Steelers Ravens games. You're going to see a lot 
of three point games or games that were won in the last minute or so, but th- there's been well, and a that's lot of why, three point games. That's why a lot of game winning field goals. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. you guys as kickers. I mean, Justin Tucker, Justin, go fuck yourself. I was just gonna say he Justin has Tucker, fucked but. my life up on Sundays. I can't even count how many times a <laughs> son of a bitch. He's he's really good. He is. He's from Texas too. I don't give a fuck. I hate seeing that son of a bitch walk out on the field when there's like seven <laughs> seconds left because it's always fucking good. Very last week when, when Gostowski was walking out there, the first thought in my mind was this guy's missed a lot of kicks. Oh, for sure. Well, the the, the first game this, they had this year. Yeah. Well, but did you see his stat line? No. From 50 and Oh, up, yes. He's, what, four for four. From 40 to 49. One for five, so yeah, fifty or fifty or longer. Yes, he yeah, he he's, hasn't missed. Hasn't missed. Forty but, to forty nine. He's yep. one for four or one for five now. When the, the first game of the year, he missed four. four yeah, and still hit th- the game winner. Yeah, he missed three and a an, extra, an extra point. point. Yeah, and then kicked the game winner. So he got confidence. Yeah, but that's the first in, thing I, I thought of like, too. Man, come, they're he's, they're just a little is... bit back there. Yeah. So yeah. We're both picking the Steelers, yep. and and I definitely think, like I said, that line is a that is disrespect. Mike Tomlin, I'm telling you, every practice, that's all I'm saying. Minus four and a half. What's the game plan, <laughs> Coach? Minus four and a half. That's all I'm saying. Get them mad. Get them angry, and and go out there and just kick their ass. Yep. So, all right, that is gonna wrap it up. Like I said, I think we. Uh, at least me and Dylan will probably be here on Sunday if I'm not too hungover. Um, hope you guys have a happy and safe Halloween. I'm sure you will because you can't fucking do anything. 60 degrees, too. Go outside, have a fire. Yeah, do something because we're going to be enjoy the weekend because <laughs> it's only going to get worse. Well, yeah, and with, with what's going on. And you in, might not be able to go out anymore. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the the region just south of us is shut down as of Saturday, and oh. I'm willing to bet our region is, is going to happen within the next couple of weeks. I, heard, I really I heard, think so. I heard uh, we were at like 7.9. Yeah. Yep. So oh. th- this weekend could be the death blow. If that thing pushes over 8%, Dunsky. Now – I understand uh, you you don't like the political thing on this one, but the difference between being shut down in spring and summer versus being shut down in the middle of fall, winter, people are going to go nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At least least in the summer, you go outside. You could go outside. Yeah. You know, fire pit. Fire up the grill, whatever. Yeah, you could go get beer from, from ha, the, have some buddies over, you know, yep. a small gathering. Yeah, in the winter time. You, I mean, <laughs> we did anything. kind of live that. I mean, it, it this all started uh, in February, March. March. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like it was great weather, but but now if we have to sit here and suffer the entire winter season, Christmas and family yeah. and all this stuff. Well, yeah, Thanksgiving and all all shut. Down. They're they're already warning not about to that. mention. <laughs> What's going to happen after November 3rd? Either way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We might have a vaccine by then. Yeah. It's funny that that comes out like November 5th. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure it probably will. <laughs> but yeah, it's look, this winter is going to suck. Um, yeah. yeah. Me, and, me and Eldonzo have been all over it. But yeah, on the political side, the COVID side, and for that matter, the sports side, it's. 
I'm just hoping against all hope that that at least the the football season will be able to. to There is one bright spot. This weekend, we turn the clocks back, right? Yeah, but do we really need another fucking hour of 2020? Two things. First off, we turned the clocks ahead when this all started. We could turn them back and reset the system. Just a thought. Also, that's a fair point. Also, maybe that was the glitch in the Matrix. Also, it could open the fourth dimension. Saw a meme today and said on Saturday, we turn back the clocks an hour. Getting an extra hour in 2020 is like getting a bonus track on a Yoko Ono. I did see that one. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I did see that one. And that is fucking spot on. Just absolutely. I lost it at my desk. People thought I was crazy. Yeah, that that's some funny shit right there. So. All right. Well, like I said, hopefully we'll see you Sunday, if not sometime in the middle of the next week. Jake, thanks for stepping in today. Appreciate no it. And we will see you all soon. See you next time. See ya. Ooh.